let's give that the uh, the down and dirty, dude. Hi, welcome back, not so southern gentlemen. In your face, Sean. In, in, in your face. That's so crazy. I don't know. I don't know. I thought I'd have something better for than to reply with than in your face, <laughs> but I don't know. Well, I'll tell you what was in my face this weekend. We both saw Thor. I did see Thor. I am <clears throat> very much looking forward to this review. Hold on. But, but if you'll give me just a second before we jump into Thor, let me say that we're recording on November 5th. Remember, remember the 5th of November. Gunpowder, you know, treason, Guy and Fox, plot. Guy Fawkes Day. Um, and for me, it, it's, a, it's a really cool movie. It, it's a great story. But this movie is also how I enticed my wife to go on our first date. What you 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 whipped out the movie? Go, hey, lady, let's go watch this. No, 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 um, no. I had, I had asked her out like two or three times, and uh, she had made some excuses, <clears throat> and it just so happened like November fifth was on a Friday. What? So uh, I We're... invited her over to watch uh, a V for Vendetta. Were... And uh, were any and of these was... excuses? Hey, get away from me, creep! <laughs> I, I did not hear that one. I did not. <laughs> But, but uh, you know, she was uh, nice enough to come over and watch uh, V for Vendetta, and uh, the rest is history. So it, it, it's nice to remember that to have a movie like this with a saying like this because it really helps to remember anniversaries of important dates. <laughs> I can't lie. mine. Uh, our first date was on Father's Day of... 98 nice so so you remember this yes yeah, see, it was, it was father's day yeah point there you go you got a significant uh date to help you remember oh but anyway i just want to mention that uh but remember movie? remember we're on thor ragnarok oh my That's... gosh now i saw this movie on friday uh i didn't go to the thursday preview showing i i mm -hmm. took my son and a friend of his we, that slept over that night uh, rolled up into the theater, completely sold out. They sold out the day before. Uh, theater was packed. Uh, a couple of people I knew were right in front of us and got to talking and joking with them. And from the get-go, and people who've listened to this podcast know my trepidation about this movie. This movie was sold as a farce, a comedy, funniest Marvel movie ever. Uh, not really, not really what I wanted to hear about Thor. I don't like I said before. I don't want Thor to be Guardians of the Galaxy. I want Thor to be Thor. I want epicness. I want mythology. I want you know Milner flying around destroying things. Um, but pleasantly surprised. This movie was not a full blown comedy. It was very funny. It was very funny. The funniest Marvel movie probably to happen yet. But there was a lot of solid story uh, honoring what came before. Uh, all the all the characters you want. And the... Oh my gosh. When we get to the surprise uh, cast in the movie... <laughs> if I mean, we're not going to talk about who it is. But, 
Oh my gosh, that part of the movie, I was dying. I was literally, figuratively dying. <laughs> That's awesome. But what do you uh, want to talk about first, Sean? Oh, uh, okay. I I loved it. I, you know, I'm not, uh, I appreciate Super Serious. And I, I do like a lot of Super Serious movies. But I also enjoy, thoroughly enjoy a throw care to the wind fun adventure comedy and that's what this is it it tackles a serious subject you know Ragnarok the destruction of Asgard but the way they put it together I enjoyed it now trying as I'm watching this movie and I'm smiling non-stop when certain jokes are cracked when certain characters appear, uh, I can see where I'm like, there are people out there that do not like this joke. And there are people out there that feel this character was forced in there. I get that. I totally get it. I, I can understand. It does not affect me. I had a smile on my face from beginning to end. Well... I loved it. The reason it doesn't it. affect you is because nothing was forced in there. That that's that's what I was talking about. The movie wasn't they threw they threw everything to the wind. I mean, they still did the job they were set to do. They just added a lot of comedy, and mm -hmm. I'm I'm okay with that because uh, the way the story t was told, the way all the act you could tell everybody in that movie was enjo was enjoying it. Was was there doing it? Was was happy yeah. to do it? I mean the um, well, the most well, forced the mo most forced thing about the movie is Jeff Goldblum being Jeff Goldblum as the Grandmaster. I mean that was it was just Jeff Goldblum and I I, I loved it. I, I really I and I say this in the most positive way. I don't know if they gave Jeff Goldblum a script. <laughs> That's a very apt description. Everything he said was just like blurted out, and you're just like, "This is hilarious." I it it's like they pieced together the outtakes and put them in the movie, and I I mean that positively, you know. Uh, there's, I loved it. I really did. I want to see it again. As soon as it was over, I wished. I could have just sat there and watched it again because I enjoyed it so much. Let me tell you a thing, sorcerer. <laughs> just the, the see. Okay, everybody knows. Let, let's talk about the stuff that was in the trailers and has been seen already. Doctor right. Strange in the movie, perfect, absolutely perfect. I really thought so. Um, I thought Doctor Strange was awesome. They. They showed uh, a definite progression in his <laughs> abilities. You could say that, yeah. He 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 handles a couple Asgardian gods pretty pretty easily. Yeah, I mean, you you've got Thor and Loki directly in your midst, and they are absolutely nothing to you. That he's great, you know. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch and that role are are really meant to be together. I'm, I'm telling you, uh, the hardest I laughed in that movie was probably the falling gag, and I won't I won't say where 
what it is about, but you you get it, Sean, and anybody mm-hmm. who's seen it gets it. I like to have died. <laughs> Best. Um, my my favorite moment would be uh, where Loki cheers about something that occurs. Yes. <laughs> oh. Oh God. That's how it feels. <laughs> But uh, so good. the the Thor um, Hulk fight is is better than you could possibly think it would be. Uh, it was it was spectacular. It really was. It it was the as, as the part of the movie that it occurs. I I would say it's a little early to say it's the highlight of that movie, but it is definitely a centerpiece of which that boot movie is based, you know. Um, oh, yeah, and I absolutely I, love how the first, the very first of the movie is what you think should be at the very last of the movie. Because, yeah. of, because of knowing some comic history and knowing any Norse history, the scene you see at the very front of the movie, you're like, whoa, what? Hold on. <laughs> this is... Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it'd be like if you started your Avengers movie... With Thanos, <laughs> like right in front of the Avengers, it was just weird. Yeah. At the end, by the end of the movie, you're like, oh, okay. Uh, oh, just... oh, and one other thing, fake. <laughs> the fake. Wow. Uh, just, I, I loved it. Uh, that's that's something to mention. Is Kate Blanchett? Wow. Way to step in and just own a role. She did an incredible job as Hela. I, I thought she was just, she was perfect. She did very well. Scourge, uh, Carl Urban as Scourge, the executioner, um, I thought was the weakest thing in the movie. And I, and I hate to say that, but I mean, they, really? they, didn't, they didn't use a lot of exposition for his character. It kind of seemed like they just assumed you know who the character was from the start. His his story arc was a little weak, uh, because by the by the time you get to the end of his arc, which if you're a comic fan, you know where that arc leads, the imagery was right and everything everything about that part was right. It just didn't feel earned at that point. So that that was a, that was about the. I mean, I still liked it, but that's probably the thing I did I liked the least in the movie. Oh man, I I could seriously talk about this. For for at least half the podcast, talking about how awesome Thor is and and the incredible job that everybody does with it, but can you see? I, I'm just saying I've read a couple of posts from people that are in the comic community that I pretty trust, and and they didn't they didn't care for it. Do you do you see where those people are coming from? Or I do, uh, because this is exactly what I was talking about in my f- personal fears about this movie. How different it could be from where we've been. So you've got Thor, Thor 2, which I enjoy. Uh, a lot of people do not. A lot of people think those are the weakest movies in, in the Marvel Universe. But I thought they were strong. The Norse um, stuff was good. And then here comes this. It's a comedy. It's one of the greatest things. People are laughing their butts off, falling out of their seats. Oh my God! What are they doing to my character? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I I could see it. I mean, and there is a line that it went close. I saw the line, but it backed away from it, and it was fine for me. 
some people probably got smacked in the head and ran over by that line. And I really can't blame them because, like I said, this is exactly the thing I was talking about. And if they were a little more sensitive than me about it, they could have got railroaded through it. Oh, I think it. I think it's doing great. I think it will do great. <clears throat> the the hardcores that it loses will be made up for immensely by the number of families that will go and rewatch <coughs> this movie. I I think this was. It, it, it's a perfect one where I wish Jax was just a year or two older and I could take him to see it because the colors, the sounds, the way the story moves, it, it's always doing something. And, and I think even that could hold a child's attention. It, it would be such a fun movie to to watch with your kids in the theater. Yeah, and this movie is, is another Marvel juggernaut. I mean, it's already at $427 million worldwide. It did $121 million domestic this weekend. I mean, those numbers are crazy for a Thor movie. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, what, you know, the characters in the movie are, are done really well. I mean, they don't feel off. And I did want to talk about uh, there is a former non-Marvel character in this movie. Uh, Topaz the the collect the, the grandmaster's right hand lady mm-hmm. she's actually from Malibu comics which Marvel purchased in the mid 90s at some point and got like prime and that kind of thing so she's actually not an original Marvel character she's from another comic company they acquired that's awesome i have some malibu comics mhm that's awesome um you finished Stranger Things. I did. Me and my son both. Fin- In fact, me and my two sons finished Stranger Things because Hudson was uh, sitting on my lap when we watched the penultimate episode. And I was like, oh, it's a little late. Uh, Logan, we probably need to say. And Hudson uh, popped up real quick. He goes, another daddy, another. <laughs> so I was like, well, okay, we'll go ahead. <laughs> so let, let's let's give that the, uh, the down and dirty, dude. Um... Stranger Things season two is amazing, but I believe it, it it's amazing because it continues to be totally original, yet still give me those feels of nostalgia. the The first season was straight up nostalgia trip. This, I love the way this story goes. I, I think it takes it to a whole new level where you can open up many, many different storylines for future seasons, and, and yet it still kept me fully immersed in nostalgia, dude. I, I loved season two. Yeah, and there's so many parallels with Goonies and, and all the stuff they pull in, the the D&D stuff in there, the comic references, the posters on their walls, the, the uh, reference you know, the the Elder Gods thing that was kind of pulled in. How does... Let, let's talk about Stranger Things Season 3. Oh. Where okay. where they left this series. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that last scene? I, I think that is the whole new... That's the road that we're going down. We're going to continue... It, it, it's amazing. Um, it, it, it's quite funny, actually, that 
D&D at its time when this movie was actually set was not super popular among parents. Oh, you say? no, no. There was, oh my gosh, what was the name of that show with Tom Hanks? Uh, I, I don't remember. Anyway, there was a big TV movie about kids killing each other because they were playing D&D. You know, right. D&D was, uh, like everything was the devil then. You had your, it, your metal music was the devil, your D&D was the devil, your, your mm-hmm. yeah, t- turmoil in the toy box. Look that one up. All your, <laughs> all your toys were the devil. But but now th- here we are. Those kids, we're the kids that w- are in that movie. We're grown up, and we are loving following this Dungeons and Dragons like story of this group of adventurers. I mean, yeah, I mean they directly reference D and D. I mean, like, cause the Mind Flayer. I was like, yes, oh, I love Dustin, and it hops over there. What the hell are you talking about? You know, oh God! But, but for those of us that have sat around the table, that have used pen and paper to be where those kids are, for them to actually be in a real adventure, it is just us living through it. I mean, season three can just be awesome. I I, I think it could it can be even better. That that's what I'm saying is the progression they made from season one to season two. And the things they did in season two are allowing them to make, you know, um, I believe if you look on IMDb, they already have it planned out to season four. So for the next two seasons, if not more, I think we're looking at awesomeness, especially when you include all the things we learned about Eleven in season two. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, that the thing the thing I did not like about Stranger Things is um, they felt the need for Barb part two. And I, I didn't like that. I mean, and unfortunately, I read something about it. It wasn't directly a spoiler, but I got what it what it meant, and uh, I, I I was let down by that part of it. Just you're, because you're the the side part where Nancy and Jonathan's little half adventure they have. No, 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 no. I'm talking about literal Barb Part Two. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers, but yeah, Barb Part Two. I did not like that. I'm but but I, I, I mean, totally, the acting, the that. acting was fine. It, it, it quickly passed. I just didn't like that direct. Hey, we've got to do this this season too, and I didn't like it. Um, but everything else was just glo- was just everything I love. Everything I love. Did you did you watch Beyond Stranger Things? Not not yet. I've been saving it for me and Logan to sit and watch. We may watch it tonight. I I highly recommend it. Obviously, you know it's straight up uh, Talking Dead rip mm-hmm. right there, and it is a lot of fun. You get uh, the Duffer Brothers. You get the kids talking. You know, <laughs> without American accents, and uh, you, it, it's interesting to hear them actually speak in their own. Uh, voices and it's fun i i really enjoyed uh beyond stranger things as well related to stranger things i did want to talk about this do you think D is going to make any sort of lo- a comeback because of we we've got so stranger things of course is the impetus for this but mm-hmm. you know in our day et had D in the background of it and you know, all of our fantasy 
Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, all that stuff has elements of D&D. Of course, that's what D&D was pulling from was fantasy. Right. And, and Tolkien and that kind of thing. So it's all kind of interrelated. But do you think pen and paper role play could make a comeback? Um, okay, part of me wants to say yes, that kids would come together to play these games because I want to believe that. I, I want to believe that kids will sit around and play these games and have these adventures in their heads, which are amazing. I honestly don't think it'll happen because it's pen and paper. Because unless there is a new item that will allow people to play this entire game on their phone, that will allow them to, you know, dice rolling on their phone, that will allow them to have rules. Do I believe that there is a group of teens out there that have never touched a D&D book or had parents that touched a D&D book that will instantly pick it up and be the first of their family to do that? No. Hmm. I, I want to. Well, I let's, want to. Well, but, let, but if you think about it, you know. Well, let's move it into the modern age then. If somebody brings about the right app, you know, something that, uh, uh, has the D&D, like you, you know, you and four people, like, have the same app on your phone, it's interconnected over the internet, you've got your movements, your weapons you select, and that kind of thing, you shake the phone, and, and it rolls your, it does your rolls mm -hmm. and everything, maybe has a little video screen in the corner so you can see everybody, like, the top is all, it's like four videos of people. Oh, now you're talking, now, now you're talking, and you don't even have to have the videos, just have it so that you're all in the same room together. Yeah. And, you know, y you can have a map even. I, I think if you move it to a more digital uh, ability to have movements, to have fights, to have, you know, dice rolling and stuff like that, I, I definitely think you're on it. And there may be something like that out there, but I don't know. And if there is, I, I would love to know because I would like to play it myself. I may have to check out Wizards of the Coast site here in a little bit and see what they got going on. Dacry Montgomery, uh, who plays Billy in uh, Stranger Things, which I actually liked his character. You know, you needed somebody. Steve's no longer your bad guy. So uh, you needed you need somebody uh, to fill that role. He is actually up for the role of Nightwing. Not, not huge news or anything but you know it's not even a confirmed role but up for the role of Nightwing I, I can kind of see it um you know he, he showed some athletic ability and obviously uh he's gonna need to cut that hair or at least change the color a little oh dude that hair is so what? 80s that oh my gosh when he oh, when the first time you see him in season two you're like oh my whoa hey I know that guy that guy was like yeah, he stole my lunch money. I mean, that's that guy. <laughs> that guy went to all of our high schools. Yeah. I, I guarantee. Yeah. There is that guy. He's out there still today rocking that same haircut, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Business in the front, party in the back. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I want to talk about was one of the things I love about the DC Universe is the Arrowverse, CW stuff. Mm -hmm. John Constantine, uh, Matt Ryan, is coming back to live action. He's going to be on Legends of Tomorrow. And okay, I love this guy's portrayal of John Constantine. I mean, he's absolutely perfect. 
And That's awesome. to have him back, I mean, everything they've done since since Constantine, since that NBC show, anytime they've had Constantine, it's his voice. Animated, uh, they, they had a whole movie that had him in it with the uh, Justice League, uh, Justice League Dark. Um, they're do- I think yeah, they're even doing an animated really series uh, with him. And then plus, he's showing back up in, in the Arrowverse. I mean, he's already been since uh, his standalone show that was on NBC. He came into the Arrowverse on Arrow for a couple of episodes. And mm-hmm. I, I just want more of him. I love that guy. He, he does a great job. I think he's a great actor. I think he's a great John Constantine. That's awesome. I need to check that out. I uh, I watched Justice League Dark, you know, and I thought that was awesome. Uh, Constantine's character was, it, you know, he he's, I don't know a ton about him other than watching, you know, the uh, Keanu Reeves movie. And I, I don't own any comics with Constantine or, in it, or anything, so... I'm excited to do to watch this, and I know that Legends of Tomorrow is on Netflix, so eventually I will get caught up and I will get to see more John Constantine. Now, my question for you is, will that original uh, NBC John Constantine, do you think that's something that'll come to Netflix eventually? I don't know because or, it, or do I don't know how I don't know how the uh, rights ended up with. Uh, NBC and um, the Berlanti verse or whatever they got going. Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's all behind the scenes stuff, like uh, the Transformers animated show. That's one of the most populated, uh, most popular recent Transformers shows. Still has not been on any uh, form of uh, streaming service because the rights are tied with Cartoon Network, which was where it showed. So it just depends okay. on however they set up those contracts, and it seems like the NBC stuff is still under lock and key. So oh, I don't know when you'll be. Able I want to see that. it. Uh, I want to see it. Well, here's let me ask you if you want to see this: a Lord of the Rings TV show on Amazon. Do we need it? Uh, um. Do we? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Don't 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 question stuff like that, man. That, well, I know, Ray, and I look. Listen, I know you, my movie. You're a god, you're I know saying, my yes. movies are still there. I've got my complete uh, uh, extended edition versions of those movies. I know they're sitting on my shelf. I can go to them anytime. I understand that. And yes, I champion new stuff in the medium, but uh, I mean, yeah. those movies yeah, are so well do. done. Can't we, I mean, what are we, okay, if it's like the Similarian or they do a different story, if they do Tolkienverse stuff, okay, I, I'm fine with that. That That's good. More more from that universe is fine, but I, I'm not sure that I'm on board with retreading what we've already got an amazing version of. But yeah, right. if you're going to give me more, give me more, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, what if they did straight up original stories? Right, just just making up stuff. Hey, I mean, um, well, as long as it's as long as it's a good story and it's told well and it honors what came before, no problem. Absolutely no problem. What if it's they, just you what run if into say, if you go outside the box on something like this, and and we as fandoms know, <laughs> you know, a lot of people yeah. run run to oh, this is. This is a fanfic. Great. That's I need more of that. 
and you know people people right. defend original material uh to stupid uh, uh uh to a stupid amount at sometimes and uh, i'm offended and this by is that. you know i uh <laughs> i love my original material you already have this perfect set of movies where I, I, it's not perfect. There, there, there are flaws there. Trust me. Oh, if I, you want to remake the Hobbit, go right ahead. That would be fine. <laughs> take the well, take the ninja dwarves out. Yes, that's good. I, I'm I'm in 100 percent agreement with you. <laughs> oh, don't get me started on the Hobbit. I'm talking <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings was very well done, and I I thoroughly love it. As much as I love Lord of the Rings is how much I hate every single bit of The Hobbit. That needs to be redone just totally. That That's a don't see it on the entire series for me. <laughs> I, I can't deal with that. I can't. Well, I Ugh. I agree. I mean, even uh, 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 Peter... Hey, Peter! Um, what the hell is his name? Peter Jackson? Peter, yeah. Even Peter Jackson came out and said years after they were done that uh, it just wasn't. We rushed it, and you know they wanted all this, and, and we just forced it, and it, it's not good. And and he's yeah. he's right. I mean he, he he's right to say that, and he's correct. I mean the movie the the Hobbit did not honor the book uh-huh. like like the Lord of the Rings movies honored the uh, honored mm-hmm. honored those books. Um, but but like I said, I say is give it, the TV show a shot. Let's I say, give it a if shot. the if the TV show is like other material and not a a a readaptation of the literal quote unquote Lord of the Rings, right. um, I, I'd be on board with that. I mean, I, well, I, I'm not going to cry if they go, think. "We're remaking Lord of the Rings." It's fine. I just don't know that I would have time for it in my life. You know? Okay. Well, right. I, if it was going to be like Similarian or or something else about the history of like the angels and and the the Valair, whatever whatever they're called the the gods and things of the of the series I, i'd be great for that just i don't know if i could do a rehash well and, and let me give you another positive if it's done by amazon amazon has a good history past two or three years of giving us uh you know a good episode before we get the real series, you know. We give it a good pilot and let us get the feel of it, and then they'll judge off that, you know. Amazon, I feel, has done a really good job of saying, okay, here's seven pilots. Tell tell us what you like. And they've every series that we've actually liked and they've continued on with that has been quite great, I think. So I trust Amazon. Well, like I said, my main point was, if it's just rehash, I'm going to wait till somebody tells me that it's great before I watch it. If it's if it's new if it's new material mm-hmm. adapted from source, uh, then I, I might see. I'll probably seek it out. So that's that's just cool. my opinion. All right. A big thing right now in media in uh, in new stuff is. Uh, female representation in movies, and this story came in front of me, and I did want to talk about it. And uh, what it is is Tessa Thompson, Scarlett Johansson, uh, Brie Larson had an idea and brought it to Kevin Feige of an an all female superhero movie. Um, in in the idea of 
like A Force, which is a comic that's currently running. You know, uh, it's Avengers, and they're all female. Um, mm-hmm. honestly, I don't care. I mean, as long as it's a great story, you know, don't force it. That's that's like I've said before. Do not force these things into our media and say you have to like it. That that's not right. how media or popular stuff goes. That's not how it works. Write a great story. Great acting, great characters. I don't care. I will pay for it. Just People will like it. Yeah. As long as you do a good job. If it's there for me to take, I'm going to take it. Don't push it in my face and tell me I have to buy it. I, I will spit in your face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's just the way my personality well, works. Well, he, here's, here's, you know, it's it's funny that you, you bring this up uh, about forcing stuff. <clears throat> I'll, I'll let you in on a tidbit uh, and, and get your take on this. This morning, I, I go see, you know, Thor, 9 in the morning. Uh, there's not many people there. Uh, there's, you know, quite a few families with their kids. So, you know, I, I could totally see that. There's this guy by himself. So he's in the same boat I am, I'm sure, you know. Um, he, he looked around my age, so I know the dedication it takes to be like, I'm going to see Thor at nine in the morning matinee. You know, I'm going to see it because I am a nerd. I want to see it on opening weekend. During the trailer of New Mutants, as soon as that is finished, this guy pipes up and goes, they're forcing it now, guys. They're running out of ideas. And about half the theater laughed. Do you... Do you really feel is, is this guy just blabbing in a theater, or or do you think movies like A Force, movies like New Mutants, is it even pushing people to where they're like, really, another one, guys, another one, or or do you think stuff that was just some goofball piping up in a theater to see if he could get a couple of laughs? Yeah, probably. I mean, that guy probably couldn't even tell you who New Mutants are. I mean. I, I I champion this this idea. This is this is what I we're arriving at a point where movies can do what I've always wanted things in media to do, where it can your media can be a thing and you tell different types of stories with it. Like like I've said this before, but like I would love a Transformers horror movie. I would love it to be at a point where they could take a risk like that. Where you could have, right. you know, an X Men movie that's, you know, a a heist movie. Well, I mean, like Marvel did it. I mean, a superhero movie that's a heist movie. I mean, that that that's where it's going to. I mean, you, this is just a media to tell certain types of stories, not just mm-hmm. here's a story with these kind of characters. Which is, oh, you I know, agree. if you look at X-Men, if you look at the early Mar- you know, the early Marvel movies are all origin stories and Avengers is it was the first point they wanted to get to in the line. And then after that was phase 2 where we start diversifying, we start telling, we bring in some more characters, we could take some risks on some stuff and that builds and we get to Avengers 2. After Avengers 2, we start going, "Okay guys, what kind of stories can we develop in our universe?" Well, What's happening in our universe? Well, there's there's heists going on. There's there's uh, uh, spy missions going on. There's you know uh, space missions going on. And it, 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 branching out from there is one of the best things 
I've seen any any movie franchise ever do. I mean, just like proven stuff like James Bond. James Bond, spy thriller, every movie. That's that's what he is. That's what you get sold. You're go, you're paying for uh, your upfront your bill of goods. I mean, it's just that's what it is. Mm-hmm. That's what you know you're going to get. And you know, with the new movies uh, being the way they are, it was reinvigorated. Uh, you know, it's really visceral action and a spy thriller, which uh, you know knocked that in high gear. And, you know, what other franchises have you got that have been that long? Like, well, you got a star, a star you got Star Wars going on, which is what, a, what, a, what is a Star Wars? Space opera. What is uh, Star Trek? Well, you're getting more Star Trek. Those kind of things are the classic Hollywood rubber stamp. This works. Keep doing this. People pay for this. Go, right. d- uh, going off of that is a higher risk, but possibly better reward like i agree uh just like we talked about thor going in the direction it did was very risky even i a huge hardcore marvel fan kind of was uh, i don't know <laughs> i really don't know about this one you know guardians of the galaxy talking rats one thing thor being funny i don't i don't know but it worked so i'm happy i think and i think a force would work i would I think that'd be a mean force to deal with. Yeah, and absolutely. I would I'm more than happy to have it. You know, as long as they they treat it with respect uh and, you know, it's a great story. Yeah, because uh, I mean, I didn't mention her when we were talking Thor, but Tessa Thompson awesome. Like her character was incredible. I loved her part and the role she played in this movie. I thought she did a great job. I did want to say though she is she is unnamed. I mean, unless she was named in the credits, you never hear her name. Right. Other the, than you know, her her uni- Valkyrie. Yeah, either Valkyrie or a subject. Uh, you know, fourteen forty two, whatever her name was in there, one forty two. Yeah. Um, you know, but the whenever she was cast, of course, they used the name Brunhilde, which is a very specific Valkyrie, and no problem with that. Absolutely no problem with that. I, I thought yeah, it worked. Did a great job, and I, I thought she was absolutely great as well. I mean, she did play her character. Uh, her character's kind of tragic. Yeah, through Loki, you see kind of her story, and mm-hmm. it's good to see her come out on top. So I, I, like I said, I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was great. Absolutely, man. So uh, moving on to local hall, you. Got some more awesome stuff, but you, you got tell- some, no, I don't, cause you, my good friend, skipped an episode. <laughs> so this came before me. So you go ahead. You got it. Um, yeah, last week I said I had nothing, and I'm a goofball, and I totally forgot that earlier in the week I had went to Hot Topic and picked up two of the LA Comic Con exclusive Funko Pops. I had to get Kevin Smith, and they had a Moon Knight there as well, so I, I was able to pick that up. It's not the glow-in-the-dark Moon Knight, oh. so it's not, you know, it, it's not the glow-in-the-dark one. So, yeah, it's not the, the, the pricey one of the two, but I enjoy them both. I, I think they're awesome, but let me, let me tell you about my haul this week. It, it's what I was discussing last week when I said I won an auction. I... Uh, I'm reaching for it. I have in my hands 
Deadpool number 27, which is the uh, it's the wedding issue for Deadpool and Sheikla. Um, But this one is the Detective Comics number 27 cover swipe. You know, the, uh, the Bob Kane first appearance of Batman. This is Arthur Adams, Ricky. Arthur Adams doing a Deadpool cover. And uh, I, I, like I said, I won an auction from a good friend. And I ain't going to talk serious numbers. But for what this book book's worth, I paid less than 50% for it. Nice. And I, I could not be happier to have this book. It is incredible. I love Deadpool. I love this cover swipe. And it's really grateful to have it, man. It's it's badass. Yeah, it was really pretty. Um, I talked to my guy in Batesville, and yeah, he, yeah. he pulled some older issues. A guy had gotten some books from either like a, a, a Goodwill or something like that. And I ended up coming away with a Detective Comics number 410, which is a, uh, a Batman, 15 cent in, in that era, like 71 mm-hmm. or something like that. Uh, and it is Neil Adams art. My first Neil Adams art. Nice. And, That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's the back cover is cut where somebody cut the coupon off and sent it in for something. But other than that, the book's, you know, okay, I paid a dollar for it. Um and I also yeah. got uh, Kazar number three, uh, starring the Amazing Spider-Man, and it is Sweet. art by John Romita Sr. It's the quarterly Kazar book that came out um, years ago. I mean, the book is twenty-five cents, and it's in the twelve-cent era. So, I mean, it's a quarterly, you know, four, four times a year book. Um, and I was really happy to get that. The cover is almost coming off, but it's complete. It was just too awesome. too neat to pass up. And then I also won an eBay auction. Um, I Ooh. got... Uh, now, I featured on the podcast before that I one of my local halls was a uh, Transformers uh, sticker album with lenticular stickers um, right. you know, sealed. Well, I finished the set of those because there were three sticker packs you could get to go with that. And each one was different. And I've got an auction where I got them all for ten bucks, so I have the entire set of that. It, it's it feels good to complete a collection of something. That's that's always that yeah. dragon you're chasing whenever you're doing yeah small stuff, small stuff like comics. Uh, it's never complete. Uh, like toys, it's never complete unless you have a small line of something um, or too much money to uh, do anything with. But uh, mm-hmm. th- this felt really good, and I, and I absolutely love it. It is one of the only places you ever see the official art for the uh, vehicles of, of... You always see the character art you know, all over everything. A more rare mm-hmm. version of the art is the black and white uh, line art of the characters, and then you have any sort of uh, official version of the of the of the vehicle they turned into and that's that's on these so i was happy to get it that's awesome dude oh let's see lost in time what have you got for us this week 
Well, um, I don't know if I've ever talked about this before or not, but I was uh, looking at some stuff the other day and ran across this. And do you remember Captain Power and the Soldiers of the Future? I do not. Okay. So Captain Power was a, a three and three quarter inch line, just like your G.I. Joe, um, except for mm-hmm. you had special vehicles and special uh, uh, stuff that you'd set in front of your TV with, and the toys would react with what's going on on the television. And they, What? The toys had a television show that went with it, and it was... It was very Power Rangers esque, but they talked to the, they talked to you through the TV, and okay, uh, like you had like Captain Power had a ship, and on the ship you'd fire you know a, a gun at the TV, and it would score if you actually hit the you know the the ships that were on the screen, and but the ships would also fire back, uh, and possibly blow off parts of your ship in your hand. Really? Absolutely. It worked the same way the the light gun for the uh, the original NES worked. It was you know one there'd be one black screen, uh, one frame where there's certain light parts. If you were pointing at the screen in a certain way, it would there'd be a detector that receives that, and it would either say you scored a hit or, or it blew your wings off, and you're like crap! Oh, I got hit. <laughs> but it's but they awesome. they had a full featured line. Yeah, it was like GI Joe the show was a lot like it was it had happened in a terminator type future it was live action and it, mm-hmm. and it had like some of the first cgi in a child's cartoon like one of the there was like a raptor guy that was all metal and of course he was real like amazing story cgi at the time level if you if you remember the awesome. uh, opening for amazing stories in the night it's it's that kind of animation that's awesome yeah, but it I was. Need to, I want to look up videos of this and see if I can. Oh, they're I mean, they're on YouTube. The yeah, that is awesome. I'll check that out. Dude, moves on to have you seen it, and uh, I'll, I'll take the first on this one because I I really enjoy yours for this week. My wife and I were looking for a fun movie to watch uh, last night, and we ended up watching Death becomes her do you do you remember this movie oh yeah yeah i remember it meryl streep goldie hahn bruce willis this movie was so much fun we laughed way harder than what we should have for a movie that was from 1992 that i i forgot how great this movie was you know the, the fact that, you know, Meryl Streep and Goldie Hawn have taken this potion to where they're they're young again, but they're dead. But they're immortal. But but they're dead. And they have to deal with the consequences of being dead. But they're not the best part of this movie. I, I say Bruce Willis totally knocks it out of the park and rules this movie. I freaking love Bruce Wallace's character in this movie. So much fun. So much fun. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I remember so, seeing the movie um, and just with uh, uh, Meryl Streep with the hole through her chest. No, no, no. Goldie Hawn. Goldie Hawn with the hole through, through her chest. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Meryl Streep's got her head on backwards. Yeah, she, it was, uh, it was very fun. Down- Oh, so good. If you haven't seen Death Becomes Her, definitely check it out. Um, 
my movie is a Stephen King movie. I, I, it seems like I've been on mm-hmm. a streak lately, but I saw this and I couldn't avoid it. Yeah. Uh, Drew Barrymore uh, became very huge in the eighties after she was in uh, E.T. and one of the movies she did close to after that was Firestarter. Oh. which is based on a Stephen King story in 1984. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, it was, it's the first mutant kind of movie I can remember. I mean, knew about the X-Men, knew about the Human Torch. Well, Firestarter was a Stephen King story of a girl who was a pyrokinetic. She could control and create fire. And I thought that was absolutely amazing in 84. I was like, oh, it's, it's, oh, it's yeah. like an X-Men. It, this is like a superhero movie. <laughs> Oh yeah, but it, yeah, but the people in it aren't aren't that great. <laughs> I mean, they're pretty bad people. Um, and the movie, I can't remember everything about the movie, but I remember I loved it so much as a kid. I mean, Heather 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 Locklear's in it. Martin Sheen, George C. Scott, Mr. Patton himself, Art Carney, <laughs> and I put this on here because everybody. <laughs> Nobody knows who Art Carney is, except for if you ever lived in the early 80s and watched Honeymooners reruns in black and white on your TV, on the bar, eating your <laughs> eating your cereal. I absolutely love the Honeymooners. <laughs> and Art Carney being... Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Norton, to the, Norton to the moon, Norton! <laughs> you know. Oh, uh, Art See, Carney, I, I loved him, so... I, I love this pick here, dude. I, I love Firestarter, you know. Um, how, how can we deny the fact that Drew Barrymore's character has to be somewhat the basis for Eleven? Oh, yeah, yeah, you know? and that's a, yeah, that's a different, uh, it, different reference. It, you know, uh, especially with some of the scenes that we got in Season 2 in that finale. You, you were watching it, and you were like... This is this is just like the ending to Firestarter, where Drew Barrymore is unleashed. She is her 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 locks and her chains. She is throwing them off, and she is unleashed on the world. And they are going to pay for what they did. That that's really the same feel that you got at the you know that finale of Stranger Things season two and. I freaking loved Star or Firestarter. It it was awesome. Yeah, and looking back on it now, I really wish that I was that I'd have been into Stephen King whenever I was young. I mean, reading the books, I loved the movies like Christine, Firestarter, mm-hmm. um, all that stuff. I really loved in movie form, but I just wasn't a book guy whenever I was young. And learning later that all of these, you know. The, uh, Drew Barrymore's character in Firestarter, Carrie in you know the movie Carrie, they all have this interrelated power. You know the Shine is related to all this. That's how Stephen King explained all of his stuff. Is that all these people with you know the the uh, the supernatural powers have a, a version of the Shine, which is related to right. everything in the Dark Tower and uh, Hearts in Atlantis. He's a he's a he's a what is he a, a what do they call him? Spindlebreaker? What, mm, I can't remember, but it's related to the tower. Don't, don't ask me. I don't know. But that. anyway, I, I love how he created a universe that was behind the scenes that nobody knew about, or that he retconned oh, himself. Yeah. But uh, mm, dang it! It was awesome, <laughs> dude. That wraps up this episode. I 
I was excited for this episode. I wanted, I was so happy you finished Stranger Things. I was ready to talk about that. I was so pumped from Thor this morning. I was ready to talk about that. And it, episodes like this just feel different. Like when, when we get to talk about certain things, it, it just feels awesome. And, uh, I, I love this episode. Thanks, man. It, it was a great one here. Absolutely. Um, but thanks to everybody that listens each and every week. Uh, we appreciate it so much. Um, on social media, you can find me at Maynard98 on Twitter. You can find me at Maynard98 on Instagram. Check that out. Go and give my Instagram a follow, you know. Uh, I think we got an Instagram for Not-So-Southern Gentlemen as well. Right, Rick? Absolutely. Yeah. And you can see the and, My Local uh, Hall on it. Yeah, you can see Rick's local hall. One of these days, he'll share the password with me, and then I will get to post, you know, local hall and stuff on the Not So Southern Gentleman page. Um, <laughs> that was a joke. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to laugh. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay, you can find both of us at Not So Southern G's on Twitter. Rick, you can search. Can they find you? You can find me at Ricky, uh, at Ricky Westbrook on Twitter. You can search Not So Southern Gentlemen on Facebook. Guys, we thrive on communication. We love everybody that we've talked to so far. I want to talk to more people. Uh, hit us back. Uh, remember, we're only two weeks away from Justice League coming out, which I keep forgetting. Uh, <laughs> we are like uh, a month I'll, out from Star there. Wars. Uh, uh, this mm-hmm. year ain't over yet. Um, Jumanji oh, no. looks like a fun movie. Um, what do you? Th- what? You, how does that land on you? Eh. Yeah. Meh. Mm-hmm. Meh. Okay. Meh. Yeah. Black Panthers in February. Pacific Rim's in March. Pl- Ready Player yeah. One's yeah. in March. Deadpool. Mm-hmm. The- ah! It such a. Dude, it's such a great time continues. to be alive. Yeah. Oh, dude, it was awesome. For Not So Southern Gentlemen, I'm Sean. I'm Ricky. Y'all have a good one.